Hey there, demons. It's us, you girls. Welcome to the Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins, two ancient <laughs> antiquing goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. And today, we are going to go into the deep, dark depths of what it is to sift through your local flea market, go to that antique store, and hopefully <laughs> not bring back a haunted object. Yes, S and I both share a love for rifling through other people's histories. <laughs> That's such a nice way to put it. So elegant. <laughs> but yeah, it's... Yeah. I, I feel like okay. I, I guess this is this is a question I want to ask to start off the episode. Is this a uniquely American thing, or are antique malls and flea markets located, you know, kind of across the world? I would probably say it's a universal thing. I know when I would visit family overseas, we'd often go to. They were just known as kind of like flea markets. Some of them occurred on a weekly basis locally, like let's say in your neighborhood. Then yeah. there were some that were once a year. So everyone from the different regions would come into this one designated place and sell mm -hmm. their wares. And then others were once a month. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, depending on what the expected turnout would be. But I would say the the level of antiquity for a lot of these items, like, for instance, war Based items were very popular, like World War One, World War Two, in particular. Oh. Some of these things are illegal. Mm -hmm. Fill in the blanks, <laughs> but and that was highly discouraged. However, they were always very popular. Like people were always interested, and I don't know if it was the taboo nature of it. Oh, or absolutely. What, or if like that resonated with someone, like, oh yeah, that's my jam for sure. <laughs> Or, you know, some other reason that I can't think of. Or all of the above. Who knows? Yes, universal thing. Okay. Because I just feel like, at least when it comes to antique stores, there's like one in almost every single American town, you know, county. There's at least one or two. There are from the Midwest. Also you could be driving in the Midwest. I was just waiting. <laughs> <laughs> you could be driving down I-70. In any of the states that it runs through. And there will be nothing for miles. Not even a gas station. And boom, Aunt Becky's Antique Mall. Come find oh. us Monday through Friday. Five, like nine to five. And it's just like a warehouse of shit in a cornfield. <laughs> Which is very spooky. It's like churches and antique malls. Like what is happening in this part of the U.S.? <laughs> Oh my god, it's it's wild out here. Yeah, Midwesterners know how to get down. <laughs> Which begs the question, given our experience in looking through such places, can you first differentiate for the people what kind of secondhand resale uh, stores, places, institutions exist? Mm -hmm. And what are the kind of like distinctions between each of them? Because they are used interchangeably, but they are distinct. Right. I, I would say the two main ones are the antique store and the flea market. Mm -hmm. Most of the time, you know, people say they're going antiquing, they'll go to the local flea market. And to me, the difference, an antique store, I feel like is almost more reputable 
where mm. you're you're only going to find antiques. You're supposed to only find antiques. Yeah. You know, either it's furniture or collectibles that are actually from 20 plus, 30 plus, however many years ago. Mm-hmm. Whereas a flea market is more similar to like a Goodwill, which is basically a place where people rent booths and then they just sell collectibles or they sell things that they have around their house that they don't want anymore. It's very much less, I don't want to say less structured, but like it's more rare, I feel, to find 100-year-old items at a flea market than you are at an actual antique store. Yes, and it's like the relationship building with these sellers that, especially if you come to a flea market on a weekly basis when the season is in, yeah, when it's not one of those um, indoor ones, you may have kind of like, what do they call it? Like the offline job market, you know, that all these things that it's like doesn't get posted on a job board. It's pretty much the same thing with these flea market connections that if they know that you're interested in a particular thing, they'll keep it for you or at least give you first dibs. Yes, it's there's a couple of places because in, in in flea markets, each stall is rented mm-hmm. and it's all just kind of housed in one location. So you can typically either get the phone number of the person who runs that stall mm-hmm. or sometimes they're just there in the store and yeah. you can either barter with them or tell them, hey, I see you have, I don't know, crystal figures of swans or or doves and I'm looking for this specific kind from this year. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, those people are going to be, you know, a pretty good expert in that field. And they're going to say, I'll keep my eye out for it. And if I find it, I'll let you know. Yeah. Or they know someone who knows someone who knows Aunt Carol, <laughs> who will have your crystal swan. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it, it, I feel like, you know, flea markets and antiques – a lot of this is just secondhand. Yeah. And I feel like flea markets and antique stores are the original reduce, reuse, recycle. Yes. And, it, okay, so if anyone is interested, there's a really good series on Netflix called Broken. And they have an entire episode dedicated to fast furniture, which is very similar to the term fast fashion. Mm-hmm. Where these furniture pieces are made out of particle board or cardboard or plywood. And they're not made to last. They're made to break over a few years. Whereas 50 years ago, furniture was made to be handed down almost through generations. Mm -hmm. And in that episode, you learned there's only one woodworking shop left in America run by a family that makes fully wooded furniture. Like quality made yes. to last. Like they have lumber, they cut down that lumber, they bring it in, and they make their products in-house. Wow. I mean, it's a dying art form. A lot of these artisan type of jobs are just declining because there's no business for it, right? People would rather pay cheap then and have something that breaks or is just a transitional piece like oh i'm a college or graduate student i'm going to be moving out in 2 years anyway who cares mhm but it's such a shame cuz you're right that is still waste like i think ikea yep and i mean i had pieces from ikea that were really solid like they were made out of like wood 
But then let's yeah. say the inserts to like a dresser shelf or um, or dresser drawer rather where the particle board that, you know, if you yeah. really wanted to, you could snap over your knee, no problem. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, Ikea is like simultaneously the best and worst thing to have in because they have <laughs> really aesthetic appealing things. You know, if you want that like Scandinavian minimalist look. Right. And some of the products, many of the products can last you quite some time, but it's not the same how it was. Right. And so I feel like antique malls and flea markets and flea market malls, Mm -hmm. those are the places that you go to find like that old original furniture or, you know, glassware or Mm. what have you. And you know it's going to last. Do you think like people back in the day, like old timey folks that used to play with like a stick and a hoop would... Like, teenagers hang out at the mall, be like, let's go hang out at the flea market mall, Harold. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Okay, I'm going to I'm going to play with this idea here. Okay, um, so modern day- would be- Like, contempt- Out of- <laughs> I was just gonna say, what would be in an antique mall in, like, the 1800s? I mean, their equivalent of, like, ye old shopping center, like, shop with two P's and an E, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, you know, like here's this burlap sack full of buckwheat or whatever. <laughs> I I find antique malls and and flea markets wondrous places mm-hmm. because you will find a cracked in half Scooby Doo lunchbox, <laughs> and then two rows down, find a perfectly seasoned cast iron skillet. Yeah, yeah. Anything and everything. <laughs> like the the variation is so wide. And so so dear audience, before we continue, what we wanted to talk about, or at least, you know, touch on, were some of our favorite finds that we have found personally in flea markets and in antique malls. And I think, dearest, you should take the lead. Oh gosh. Um just to kind of round off your previous thought though about you know, like cast iron skillet to broken Scooby-Doo lunchbox or whatever. I think of the <laughs> sellers that have like really high quality vintage or antique items. And then just a few inches away from those th- items, they have like headless naked Barbies. <laughs> You've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do. I I have walked down an aisle in an antique mall where it was lined it, it, it was basically glass shelves uh-huh. locked all the way yeah. down. And one of them had old carnival glass. And for some, like, for those who don't know, carnival glass is really colorful, hand blown, you know, cups and pitchers. And it's really, like, some of the colors are really rare to find. Is it like stained glass? No. So it's colored glass. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. And I, I have a piece, actually, that was given to me from a family friend. I have a, pic- a picture mm-hmm. of carnival glass. And it's it's beautiful. And I will keep it forever. But so, like, full sets can be in the thousands. Damn. Right. And right across the hall, like, you turn 180, and on the other side is Pokemon cards. Pokemon will outlive us all. And it wasn't even old Pokemon cards. It was like today, <laughs> like those 
those assholes who buy up all of the stuff in Target and then turn around and try and upsell you. Girl, this is like those people that go to like your local Marshalls, TJ Maxx, Home Goods, get all the Ray Dunn shit for whatever holiday there is, <laughs> and then upsell it by ridiculous sums. I mean, yes. like y'all, is Ray Dunn really <laughs> worth that much to you? <laughs> Like, you gotta fight over it. Like, they're starting to put minimums on these items of how many you can buy, because people would just go nuts and, like, fill up their whole cart. What? Okay. Yeah. That's an aesthetic I I don't understand, but okay. Yeah, like, I don't need a bowl that says bowl on it. I think I know. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Anyway, let's dive right in. (laughs) Um, I think one of the coolest items I got was, like, I think it was made out of brass or something, and it was this cast mold of Beethoven, the composer's bus. Okay. Yeah, and it looks so freaking cool, because, and it, oddly enough, the same day, my father had gone there a few hours earlier and found yeah. a horribly rusted, janky version. <laughs> and then I found this pristine one, and he's like, where did you get it, and can I have it? <laughs> It's like, for $100, you can. Right, yeah. <laughs> How much of this baked oven worth to you? <laughs> but, and I gave it to him. Like, best $20 ever spent, and it's such a cool find. That is so this, like, awesome. Baked oven, yeah. He's hefty, has that. some weight to him. He looks good. Hefty, hefty, hefty. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is how I describe all my composers. <laughs> <laughs> He's real thick. Yeah. <laughs> and blind. <laughs> oh man. Okay, is that is that invitation for me to tell you one of my favorites? Yeah, go right ahead. My <laughs> IHs. <laughs> so my mom collects something that's known as vase heads uh-huh. or head vases. So basically, it's these little flower or the little fl- uh, vases, right? Mm-hmm. That are shaped into women's heads. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you know what I'm talking about. Yes, and they can be so difficult to find. Yes, and it's not just difficult to find them; it's difficult to find them in complete condition. Really? So yes. So a lot of oh. these ladies will have earrings they'll have a necklace some of them have their hands like up to their face uh-huh. or hats or bows almost 90 percent of the time when i find them in flea markets they're missing an earring they're missing a finger they're missing their necklace like it's just and people are still trying to uh, sell them for like 45 bucks question yes. when when was like the peak of production for these lady head vases Oh, let me because I I know they're popular and especially like among people that are interested in like more of the 50s aesthetic things so like that. So it said they were a marketing ploy to sell more of small bouquets using uh knickknacks which ended up in homes especially during the 1950s and 1960s. Okay, that makes sense. So that's I mean, I don't know how long my mom's been collecting them? She was born in 70, so clearly not when they were, like, in every house, right? But already a vintage item, so to speak. Yes. And so now it's kind of my goal to get her one 
you know, either for Christmas or for her birthday mm-hmm. or Mother's Day. And – but again, they're really difficult to find. And so my husband and I were walking around with his family in a nondescript off the side of the highway flea market in Missouri. Okay? <laughs> it would be. And I'm walking through this dinky little shop and I find, I kid you not, one of the tall ones. Damn. Like, one of the probably 12 to 13 inch tall ones. Uh-huh. And it didn't have any jewelry hanging off. It just had like a little crown, mm-hmm. like in the hair. And then cool. it was just her head. And so there were no extra hands or anything. Mint, almost mint condition. It had some scratches on it. But again, when they're All that considered. old. Yeah. Right. Girl, when I tell you this was $20. They didn't even know what kind of treasure they were sitting on. I I was like, that's coming home with me. I have I found the wow. tiny little like four inch size ones that are 60 bucks sometimes. Yeah. And that's like with a whole crack down the middle. Right. And so and I feel like part of the reason this was such a good find was the look on my mom's face when she opened it and found what I had found her. Uh-huh. And she just freaked out because that's she said she'd never seen one in person that big wow so that that was that's one of my top finds yeah daughter number one you're staying in the will (laughs) secured my position oh but that's like for a collector you know to have such a thing in their like personal collection i'm sure it was just like an amazing feeling for your mom Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, so my next one was an antique store find, and it was a holy water font. Okay. Um, so I don't know about other churches, but like, for me, for instance, I grew up in the Catholic tradition. Mm-hmm. Catholic churches, particularly in my like family's culture, happen to be very ornate, generally happen to be very ornate. Yeah. Which is, you know, I I think the fun part of it, just like how over the top it can sometimes be. And it's like exquisitely done artwork. Oh, yeah. You know, whether sculpture, paintings, whatever, altars. (laughs) But the holy water font, it was a very minimalist design. It was made out of brass also. It -hmm. was the Virgin Mother and done in a very minimal way. So just enough to know, yes. I was just going to ask, can you explain what a font is to me? Oh, yeah. So when you go in the church and you dip your hand in the holy water and then, you know, do the sign of the cross. In oh, like, okay. Yeah, as a way of greeting. And then when you leave the church, you do the same thing as a way of like, goodbye. Okay. So like the little bowl that the water is held in? Yes, exactly. Okay, thank you. Yeah, good question. Sorry. It's all good. I'm like, yeah, everyone dips their fingers in the holy water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me me growing up Baptist and then basically becoming a borderline atheist in my old age. I'm like, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, you're like, man, Catholics are so weird. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so it, it's like very tiny. I have a sleeping animal on my hand, so I can only use one hand. So that's okay. Imagine from my thumb to like a little over, like an, another inch over my middle finger. Okay. 
and it's like very slim and everything. So it's a beautiful piece with a removable little glass thing for the water itself. My dad, I don't know how he managed to find it. He got one that was like several feet tall and wide. Oh my (laughs) God. Yeah, heavy ornate, like these two beautiful angels and like their flowing robes and stuff like that. And I'm like, (laughs) I I don't know how, because it's like, if you're not doing conservation or restoration work, or unless a church is going out of business, which I don't know if churches (laughs) generally do (laughs) for one reason or another, then how do you get a hold of these things, you know? I'm almost wondering, is it almost like sacrilegious to own something like that? Or like the big one, right? The big ornate with angels on it kind of one. Yeah. I think as long as you're not using it for any, like, unsavory purposes, if it's just in the matter of, like, I'm going to clean it, you know, appreciate this and display it. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, For no monetary value other than my own joy. You're not chugging vodka and Red Bull out of it. Yeah, yeah, totally. (laughs) Like, I'm Bacchus, you know, at the turn of the season. (laughs) But, uh, and which is funny, because, like, I think my dad's a... solidly agnostic you know so one way or the other (laughs) but yeah so i mean his holy water font outdoes like my tiny little bitty baby one but it's still cool i'm like it's a little piece of the church in the house i feel like you know in the simplicity that's where the beauty is yes exactly exactly because especially like i said you know growing up catholic it's like these just like in your face gilded gold everything's beautiful but renaissance when you (laughs) why when you were talking about how like there's sculptures and paintings and all i can think about is that church i can't remember where the picture comes from but way up high in the wooden ceiling someone had carved a man holding his legs up dick out sliding down the side of like a (laughs) balustrade and i I just love when people go to churches and like they're thousands of feet in the air, right? And so yeah, no one's yeah. really seen the paintings up close for for centuries. Yeah, and then yeah. people finally bring in scaffolding and go, "Oh, there's a lot of penises up here." <laughs> it's a plethora of penises. Like, I mean, medieval artwork is a trip. <laughs> oh God! Like I saw one where it was a tree full of dicks or something, or a guy <laughs> with a sword in his head, and he's just like, "It's fine." Or, you know, baby Jesus looking like an old man wrapped in a baguette, like stuffed in a baguette. (laughs) Or even if you look at like a Hieronymus Bosch art piece, right? Like he did the ones of like hell and stuff. What a trip. What a feast for the eyes, to put it mildly. (laughs) I mean, even Notre Dame, I think, had like pop culture things, you know, that, yeah, Masons put up there just for fun, which I think is cool. I do too. I mean, you you got to think. I know this is getting off topic, but I don't care. This is just nah. as fascinating to talk about. Yeah, you're here, so enjoy the ride. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost like when you imagine a painter that far up in the sky, and they're mm-hmm. probably already getting paid shit because the church kind of was full of dickheads, right? Yes. Just huff and paint for twelve hours a day. Can you imagine <laughs> the shit that they start making? It's like you know what? Fuck it. I'm up here. No one's gonna see it. Here's some dragons. Here's some dicks. Here's yeah. some like <laughs> a dick tree, a dragon. 
Of course they're start they're gonna put weird shit up there. They're high. Yeah, I mean, like a lot of it was egg tempera, you know, so like it was made it was an egg-based paint mixed with uh-huh. pigment, or like, you know, frescoes of old where the plaster was drying, so while it was still wet, that's where they put pigments into it to paint images. And yep. I don't know if those fumes were noxious or whatever, but I mean, the medieval times, it was a weird time. Like, you died at, like, 11. You know, you had a f- you had several kids by the time you were nine. It was weird times. Weird times. The devil wasn't weird everything. Yeah. yeah, but moving on. Got a devil in me. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, my, my next favorite thing. I sent, I showed the S the picture of this. I did not purchase this, even though it was clearly safe to purchase. (laughs) (laughs) Debatable. There was a doll in a flea market that is near where I live currently. Uh huh. And it's like, it's like a little sailor boy. Uh, A sailor boy crossed with the Michelin man made human. Like, that's what it looked like. That's the little doll. Yeah. And on the front of this doll, there was a taped, handwritten sign in big, bold letters that just said, Not Haunted. Sounds like something a haunted item would say. And I just, I so desperately want to know the story. (laughs) Like, did someone buy it and bring it back? Like, how many times has that doll been brought back to the store? (laughs) Listen, I'm going to tell you a tale. About a little three or four foot doll of a little sailor in Key West, Florida. Oh, okay. The story goes, well, a wealthy family, right? The caretaker of the child made this doll. His name was Robert after the child. And this kid, you know, life size. So I think he was like three or four feet tall at the time. Small child. Right. And he took this doll everywhere. And when anything bad happened, he's like, oh, well, Robert did it. I think I know this story. Yeah, and it's like, it's actually aging and things like that. And you need to ask his permission to take a picture. Yeah, look it up. It is some scary shit. But Robert looks the same way like this doll, except like it's grandpa. Oh, my God. So when I first saw this photo that Dee had sent me, my brain immediately went to Robert the Haunted Doll. Like, this is his significantly younger great-grandson or something. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Oh, it looks just like, uh, almost like a porcelain version of it. Yeah, yeah. So this one, I think, has, like, actual human hair, the Robert the doll. No. And cloth skin, but it's, like, it's aging. It's, like, developing liver spots. Its hair is growing gray. Oh. I hate that. Sorry, I'm, like zooming in and looking at it no thank you yeah so as much as we rip on the midwest it's a joke it's a joke go to florida is (laughs) it sometimes (laughs) (laughs) truth be told (laughs) listen i i was raised you know in the bible belt as a good little Christian girl. I'm so sorry. And I judge everyone. Okay? It was inbred into me. Like, whatever. Inbred, ha- it was bred into me. Y'all know what the fuck I meant. I realized I said that. 
Then wait, wait, no. Backtrack, backtrack. Don't you dare edit that out. <laughs> I'm gonna bleep it. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Yeah, you know these <laughs> listeners are like, man, y'all need Jesus, and I don't even believe in God. <laughs> you know there's someone listening to this, shaking their head right now, thinking that. Oh, God. Okay, let's let's get back to the topic, shall we? <laughs> Whatever happened to God and my mom, only God and my mom can judge me. Yes. Yeah, why little Baptist girls judging everybody? <laughs> Isn't it, what is it, Southern politeness? Is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> is si- secretly, silently judging you? How many times, S, have you told someone, bless their heart? I haven't, but I, from my friend who uh, worked in the South, she's like, you want the quickest way to sh- destroy someone? Tell them, bless your heart or that you will pray for them. Absolutely. Bless your heart for non-Americans or Northern Americans means, dear God, were you dropped onto your head as a child, you fucking moron. (laughs) That is what bless your heart means. And I'll pray for you means good luck. Yeah. (laughs) Get it together, girl. (laughs) But I'm sorry, because I totally interrupted this thing about the little haunted boy doll. No, so I just, I don't know the story. I wanted to ask about it. I took a picture and it was one of those where as I was taking a picture, I'm like, should I be taking a picture of this? I feel like I shouldn't be taking a picture of this. Like, is this going to be on my phone now? (laughs) It's a gamble. I mean, (laughs) who rolled those dice? And thankfully it was not snake eyes. Um, (laughs) That we know of yet. Stop. Yet. Stop. Is the key word. Stop. (laughs) But so that was... That was I'll pray for you. Oh, thank you, dear. (laughs) What's your next item? God. Okay, so estate sales. So typically when someone passes away and the family is in the process of selling the home and everything in it, hold estate sales. It's kind of like a much more solemn garage sale. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. So in... My childhood neighborhood, they there were a lot of older individuals. You know how it is. Like older people tend to stay there for a while, mm-hmm. and as they slowly depart, young families move in and whatever. Right. But um, lots of people from like Eastern Western Europe and whatever, all over Europe actually. Um, now that I think about it, but it was I think an older Italian couple, I think Sicilian or something, and they had such interesting things like prams that you would see in photos like of immigrants coming to like ellis island and you know things like that like really old creepy stuff and mind you this was in the basement which was not finished and it was just this pram in the corner and that wasn't cool it was a big basement and you're like what's up with that am i gonna die why are there drain holes there were none (laughs) yeah so that but you know like handmade lace and doilies and things like that and among uh the treasures that these people or this person had was this old mirror so like like i think made out of silver okay and 
it's a swan that balances the mirror. So the mirror is resting on its head mm-hmm. and then the body of the swan and then this like little foot, right? To s- sustain it, to hold it upright. And it's like such a beautiful, unique piece. I got it over 10 years ago and, and it's just like the mirror is old. It has that like antique wear on it that mirror old mirrors have. Yeah. Yeah, and I love it. It's so, it's like so cool. Is it like a handheld mirror? No, it's like one of those you put on like a vanity or whatever. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, and it's not absurd in size. It's very light, but it's, you know, such a unique piece that I'm like, oh, yeah, like they don't really make stuff like this anymore. Yeah, mirrors, old mirrors, I think, freak me out more than dolls that say not haunted on them. I can understand that now that I think about it. Just because all of the, you know, the myths and superstitions that, you know, souls live inside mirrors. Yep. And the last thing I need is to bring an ornate mirror home and then have something coming out of it like the fucking ring. Okay? I don't need that. Listen, do not get me started on the ring. (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay, no. But that's – I just – yeah, if I if someone gave me a would you rather purchase an old mirror that's super ornate and beautiful, like either gold or silver, or this doll, this porcelain doll, I would probably take the doll. I would I would No, hate. you wouldn't. I don't know. Dolls don't get know. up and walk. But what if something comes out of the mirror? I don't know. I think the doll is worse because it's like it's beady glass eyes that look so dead inside. And you're like, (laughs) it's looking at me. My sister collects dolls, or at least she has a shelf that she has them stood on. And she's got like six or eight of them. Yeah, like the really pretty ornate ones. Mm -hmm. But it just, it's still unsettling. There's just something about it that's a little unsettling. Yeah, uh, growing up, there was a girl like two houses over that had a crap ton of dolls. It was like 20 of them. Oh, God. And one of them was in a glass case. And I'm like, are they trying to contain the evil inside this glass box? Right? Like, why is it in a box? It's like that meme. Why is it in a cage? Because it growled at me. Uh, Yes, it's like Annabelle (laughs) the doll. But, you know, (laughs) that. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, I guess you're right. Maybe I would go with the mirror. But I would be stuck there debating for a while. I can understand that. I can understand that. But like, (laughs) and I love how it's like always these porcelain dolls because they look so lifelike. But what if you had like your favorite Mycene or Bratz or uh, Monster High doll, you know, Barbie that was a haunted doll? I. Lala Loopsie, even. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. You never hear that. Just like right. it's never, um, it's always a colonial woman, Victorian woman ghost. It's never some like lumberjack man with a man bun, you know. I was going to say it's never a 2008 scene girl who just blasts like My, my Chemical, chemical Romance. romance. <laughs> Two in the morning and all you get are EVPs of it's not a phase. Right, right, Yeah. <laughs> Or, like, the lyrics from the Black Parade. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's when never I that. Why is it never that? A young boy. A young <laughs> ghost. <all> you can. <laughs> Remix. <coughs> oh, my God, yeah. Anywho. Anywho. So you, your, your beautiful silver so- swan mirror. 
Yeah, Swan Lake. You still have it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's in a box. Okay. But I was like, that was a weird way to answer that. Yeah, yeah. You're like, this This proves my point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. A more, a more light version of something that my husband actually found uh-huh. at a local flea market. So we... Surprise, surprise, listeners, are huge nerds in my household, and we love everything from anime to video games to books, and my husband found a full set of Harry Potter wizard's chest. Chess. Chess. Yeah. Sorry. Did I add a T to that? Yeah, which I'm like, that would be much more intriguing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I meant chess. My mouth just continues past the words I was done with. (laughs) Yeah, like a snake. Chess. (laughs) So yes, he found a a full, granted it's plastic, it wasn't like, because there are some that are crystal or or iron and they're, you know, super elaborate. Mm -hmm. And oh yeah, people, people get really into wizards, wizards chess for some reason. And... So we just found the plastic one, but fully intact. I was impressed. Is it like the wizard chest from the first movie, The Sorcerer's Stone? Yes. Oh, okay. That is so cool. Because I thought initially it was just the Harry Potter characters. No. But the OG wizard chest, like that's so much cooler. Yeah. So the pieces look like the pieces from the from the movie. Oh, yeah. That is a sick find. That is a really cool thing. Yeah, so that was, he was super excited about it. He also just loves chess in general, which I don't understand. I, (laughs) listen, I know that the pieces, I, thankfully I know how most of the pieces move. Uh Uh-huh. I couldn't tell you what all the pieces are, what their names are, and to this day I call knights horsies. Like, that's just my limited knowledge. No, horsies is the appropriate name. I think it's the preferred name. <laughs> it's the preferred, yes. Yes. The dominant, the supreme name. There was the last time we played it, I think, I don't remember where we were, but, oh, now I remember where we were. We were in a town called Lindsberg, Kansas, and it's known as Little Sweden. Cute. It's adorable. But so we were at a little coffee shop there. Um, when we were passing through, and they had chess, and while we were waiting for our cinnamon rolls to be made, I was like, let's just play a game. And of course he won, but there were a couple times where he really had to sit there and look and like, how the fuck do I make myself, like, get out of this? It's like, I made a good move! Like, I was a three-year-old, just like, yeah! Yeah, these horsies can go. (laughs) Gallop, my little minions. (laughs) But, so yeah, that was, that's one of our favorite pieces. That's cool. I I love when you just go in on a whim or, you know, with like zero expectations and just end up finding this treasure. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. So what about you? What else you got? This may sound silly, but it's simple, but it's DVDs because, okay. you know, it was like the peak of DVD use. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they could be pricey, right? Now it's oh, moved yeah. on to Blu-ray and other th- other formats. But where else can you get, like, 10 DVDs for $4? That's so true. Yeah, and they usually have, like, bins and bins to just rifle through and, you know, 
have a good time. And I think part of the joy is in the hunt of that. Like, oh, what movie will they have? And then it's like, oh, yeah, I freaking remember The Land Before Time. So cool. Maybe I'll get it just for, you know, like the memories of it. You know what we found just the other day at like a secondhand store? It was the original Pokemon movie. Is that the one with like Mewtwo having an existential? Okay, I got that at the mall where we went to graduate school, that creepy yeah. mall. Yeah. <laughs> my mom visited and bought it for me as a gift, and I watched it on my own time, and I was like, holy fuck, they were going through some things. Oh, God, yeah. If anyone needs a movie to be like, wow, this was really dark and sad, it's the original 2000s Pokemon movie with Mew and Mewtwo, mm-hmm. and it's Pikachu like- Pikachu slapping each other. Yeah, crying. Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. I'm like, why, God, why? But so we we found that and said, well, that's coming home with us. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like the purchases you make in adulthood. You're like, I have the money. I'm an adult. I can buy whatever the hell I want. <laughs> I pay my t- taxes and bills. Yes. Yeah, and drive a economic car. <laughs> uh, so. I have one last thing that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So like I said, you know, in the beginning, we kind of talked about furniture and how sometimes those can be like really good or really rare finds. Mm-hmm. And so the other day, there's a place in town that I live now that I love going. And do you know, um, they're not secretary desks. They're maybe they are. Do you know secretary desks? Yeah, the one with the, like, little thing, the latch, and, yeah. Yeah, and then it has, most of the time it has, like, shelves on the side. Yeah, it's a really cool kind of desk. Right, so my family, for some reason, almost all the women in my family have one on my mom's side. My mom has one, her sister has one, and then my grandmother has one. They've had them forever, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And those desks can be really hard to find. And even if you do find them, sometimes the side panel is missing glass it's missing the key, and God forbid the desk is locked because good luck getting that open then. Yeah. Desk or their hammer. <laughs> or the ones that you do find that are in pristine condition are stupid expensive, like thousands of dollars. When I tell you I walked into my favorite antique store the other day uh-huh. and found one in pristine condition with the key for $450 – I almost screamed in the store. <laughs> Please tell me you're, you took it home. I did not. <laughs> One, because I was driving my Camry and there was uh, no way it was going to fit in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And two, it it's so beautiful that I'm afraid it's going to break before my husband and I find a house that we're going to settle in. Oh, like in transport, all that stuff? Yes. Got it. Okay. Mm -hmm. There's only so much I can control, and I've already had things like other furniture break in between the moves that we've already had. Granted, it was the plywood furniture, but I could not risk a a beautiful find like that being broken or scratched or Mm -hmm. shattered. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But man, 
I wanted oh, it so bad. That's even worse when you know it's just sitting there and you're like, all the conditions are in place. Yeah. Perfect condition. Yeah, I told I actually told my um therapist about it and she said, "Well, you know, sometimes you just got to take the risk and you know that you're going to love it and be happy." And I was like, "Girl, I understand where you're coming from, but there is no way in hell that thing is going to last 10 years of my life right now." Yeah. Yeah, given the current lifestyle, yeah, you would have to like bubble wrap it within an inch of its life. Oh god, yeah. It'd be what's this giant thing? I'm like, "Don't Breathe on it too hard. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even look at it. It's that <laughs> devastating. But yeah, I I really do love finding furniture pieces like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's very rare that I buy them right now because, again, I don't want to get something that's that's really nice and then have it be busted in a few years. Listen, I find that it's more often of the two camps, like you're saying, that I can't accommodate it for reasons such as I'm just afraid it will break, there's not enough room, or one, the fear that it's haunted, or two, (laughs) yeah, the fear that it's haunted. Wow, counting. I saw, what are those kind of rocking chairs with, like, the wicker seat in back and the, like, the almost, like, spiral rocker bottom? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I saw one of those, but I couldn't, at the time I saw it, I was living in a too small place and could not accommodate it. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, son of a bitch, this is so cool. <laughs> I know. It, and 20 I, bucks, perfect condition. Oh my god. Yeah, and it was a vintage piece. Ugh. See, and it's like, where my parents live, they're never moving from there, right? And they mm-hmm. have an attic that is almost empty, and so I know that if there was a way that I could purchase something and get it to my parents in one place and in the mm. attic, I know it would be safe. Yeah. Unless for some weird reason there was like a house fire, right? Something wild. Yeah. But I have to get it there. <laughs> yeah, therein lies the trouble. <laughs> and they live like 11 hours away. <laughs> Get that U-Haul, pat it with a lot of styrofoam and bubble wrap, and buckle up, sister. Ugh, I know. I told my husband, it's been weeks, right, since I first saw this. It's like, if we go back, and it's still there weeks later, I might just have to. I might just have to get it, because, like, you don't find those. (laughs) No, and I will tell you, like, Ikea had a very basic minimalist looking secretary desk Ugh. and even then like you know it was kind of cool in its own way but yeah it doesn't compare to the vintage ones i mean those things are really dope there's like a whole conversation about the lost art of uh, of carving yeah well carving and an attention to detail that the old pieces have Mm, yeah yeah i mean any kind of either secretary desk or a roll top desk, which I think are beautiful. I think they're oh, so yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, bookcases or or cupboards, they all have some kind of motif put into them, carved into them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's claw feet. There's these just beautiful arches, mirrors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you don't find that. It's all I No, hate. you don't. You don't. <laughs> I feel like there's there's a fine line between minimalism and just sad. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, 
You know, especially if it's a handmade piece, there's not going to be anything else like it. Right. Like, yeah, it's going to be a bigger upfront cost, but think about how long you'll have it, the quality, the uniqueness of it. Yeah. Um, I knew someone who was a sculptor, was because they passed away, but yeah. they would exactly do that kind of stuff if people needed something matched because, like, it was destroyed They would recreate it from hand and do it so seamlessly that you couldn't even tell it was repaired or added on at a later time. That's how good their skills were. All hand carved. I mean, absolutely phenomenal talent. But yeah, it's not something that many people are willing to commit themselves to anymore. Right. And that's, that's the bit. It's like, yes, a good handmade bedroom set is going to be fifteen hundred two thousand dollars yeah mm-hmm. but you will never need another one no no they are made to last and it's not just a to last a few years or even a few decades this is to last hundreds of years in some cases yeah yeah but i mean that's how it unfortunately is nowadays that things aren't really built to last yeah. um Dee, so let me ask you before we wrap things up, are there mm-hmm. any honorable mentions for finds that you have had? Um, there's nothing I, I never really go into a store with a list, right? I never mm. go in thinking, this is what I want to find. Yeah. But I did recently find a little figure, like a little plastic figure of Charlie Brown. Oh, cute. And I got it for my mom for Christmas because she loves Charlie Brown. Uh And you know it's old. You know it's original because his shirt is red, not yellow. He had a red shirt before? Charlie Brown had a red shirt way back. Oh, man. Well, learning something new today. (laughs) So, yeah. What about you? Do you have any honorable mentions or hope to finds? You know what? No. I... Oh, you know what? Scratch that. I found this really cool. It's like a geisha with a shimasen. Oh, yeah. And it was made in Japan, and I think it was porcelain. And she's like a music box. Oh. Yeah, on the underside, you wind it up, and it plays this little tune. And it's like so cool. I I gifted it to my dad because he likes old things as well. Yeah. Yeah, and... It's so cool. It's so cool. I love that. See, I, again, you just you find the most random shit in flea market and antique stores, and that's probably why it's one of my favorite things to do is just to go and, yeah. and just see everything all at once yeah, and smell it too. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes good, sometimes bad. But anywho, <laughs> yeah. With that being said, thank you everyone for listening. If you have enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, shout us out into the universe, and send us to your friends. Tell them that we are awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us. And until next week, stay alive, friends. Take care, everyone.